Chapter Two Historical of Cycling by William Norrie Robertson. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter Two Historical. Now heaven in all her glory shone and rolled her motions as the great first maker's hand first wheeled her course. Milton bicycle latin prefix by two and greek kyklos a wheel a vehicle consisting of two wheels one behind the other connected by metal bars containing a seat the machine being propelled by the feet of the rider many enthusiastic cyclists imagine that they can find traces of the entity of the cycle at a very early period a few believe they can recognize it in the cartouches of egyptian hieroglyphics and even find allusions to their fascinating pastime in the latin poets again shakespeare probably anticipated the military cycle when he saw in imagination achilles mounted on a cycle as he shouts come here about me you my myrmid cyclists mark what i say attend me where i wheel it is decreed hector the great must die although we have record of vehicles somewhat similar to our cycles of the present time having been in use some hundreds of years ago it is only during the past twenty-three years that they have obtained a state of perfection equal to that of any other department of mechanical science in eighteen o eight a machine having two wheels connected by a bar carved like unto a horse made its appearance in paris hobby horse in eighteen eighteen a german named baron von dreis of saverbrunn near frankfurt on the main invented the first machine anything like our ninety-four cycle it was called the dreisine after him it was simple in construction two wheels connected by a curved bar of wood there were no driving cranks upon this machine but the driver progressed by striking the ground alternately with his feet taking long strides and maintaining the balance downhill this vehicle ran at a great pace which is clearly indicated in the caricatures of the period wherein the artist is never tired of showing the unfortunate riders of these contrivances plunging downhill at top speed and smashing up at the bottom macmillan of dumfrieshire scotland first adapted crank driving to the hobby horse about the year eighteen forty and it is said he frequently rode it fourteen miles to market keeping pace with farmers in gigs within its wooden body being hollow he stored an extra suit of clothes as the grecian leaders stored their warriors in the wooden horse at the siege of troy lalamont a mechanic in a shop of a parisian perambulator maker first applied cranks to the front wheel of a hobby horse and produced the vehicle known as bone shaker he came to america and introduced it here about eighteen sixty five returning to france he set up in business for himself these machines soon appeared in many forms in different countries and were the observed of all observers the first american indian who saw a cycle said see lazy man walk sitting down the phantom was the next cycle to appear having wooden rims and rubber tires 
yet unlike ninety-four patterns, nailed on, and wire spokes. Starley next invented the aerial, having a large front and small rear wheel, and backbone something like the ordinary of 1876. In 1873 the Coventry Machinists Company produced the Gentleman's Bicycle, and Sparrow of London was the first to make a road record, going from London to John O'Groats in fifteen days. The Singer firm of Coventry produced the Challenge Ordinary in 1876, well known to this day. Then was popularized the Kangaroo, made by Messrs. Hillman, Herbert, and Cooper in 1884, famous for a time, then it gave way to the Rover type bought out by Messrs. Starley & Co. This machine had a large wheel in front, and somewhat resembled the ordinary in appearance. In 1885, the Humber Company built a safety, with small steering wheel in front, minus the upright stay, the Raleigh Cycle Company claimed to have devised the upright stay for diamond frames, otherwise it was the nearest approach to the modern safety. However, it remained for Messrs. Starley & Co. to produce the model of the Rover type of safety in use at the present day, and Mr. J. K. Starley has been presented with a memorial plate, an honor conferred for having set the pattern of safety cycles to the world solid rubber tires were then fitted to it in eighteen eighty nine the pneumatic tire was invented mccready of dublin was among the first to bring it before the public and that year won the english championship the original dunlap secured a start of all others and ever since nearly all the best men have ridden it a a zimmerman world's champion uses it last year the dunlap tire company bought the comet patent hence the comet tire and dunlap tire amalgamated therefore the product now is better than ever the la force tire is an excellent all-around article the palmer came like a meteor to the front rank last year the g and j corrugated non-slipping tread adopted by the enterprising gould bicycle company branford are favorites with all who have tried them the perfect pneumatic tire is not yet the ordinary is without question the expert's cycle as the combined driving and steering with the front wheel causes it to be primarily difficult to learn but when fairly mastered it is much more under control as the feet and hands jointly share the steering and the machine being driven by the front wheel the rear wheel becomes actually a trailer, which of necessity ensures straight running if the steering be reasonably good, and just as it is easier to drag than to push a wheel under such conditions, so it becomes more easy to steer a front-driven one as soon as the complication introduced through propulsion by the feet direct on the steerer is overcome. All these remarks also apply to the geared ordinary when built, as it should be, on conventional ordinary lines, as it then behaves exactly in the same way as the ordinary, and is as steady and as handy as that type of machine. In the ordinary and geared ordinary, the rider is lifted somewhat higher above ground and out of the mud, and if the machine be properly fitted with saddle flaps and a rear-wheel mudguard, 
it is cleaner than any other type of cycle and if a geared machine is not geared too high it may safely be said to be the best form of cycle for all-around use the safety indeed offers great attractions to beginners and is likely to always hold its place amongst that class as it will always be the most popular type of cycle for it is safe whilst presenting as it does a relatively small surface windage is less apparent when riding than in higher wheeled types probably the greatest objection to the present diamond frame safety is its mud and dust throwing capacity however as the years roll by there will be lighter and more efficient protection in this direction a hundred years hence a writer in a daily paper says quote, the cycle of nineteen ninety three will be built on much the same lines as the safety of eighteen ninety three that is with two small wheels nearly the same size the front being slightly smaller this was the plan of the first machine built in eighteen seventeen and now after a lapse of seventy-six years we have come back to the original design a machine on this plan can be built stronger and lighter than on any other mode with the weight between the two wheels there is less vibration than when it is over either one of them as in passing over an obstruction the weight is lifted one-half the distance in the former case than it is in the latter then by the use of some alloy of greater tensile strength weight for weight than steel and by filling the tires and the tubes in the framing with hydrogen instead of air the weight of a road machine will be reduced to ten pounds or less while racing machines will not weigh half that much the machine will also be made so that it can be folded up and carried about or stowed away in a trunk by improvements in the construction of the bearings of moving parts friction will be almost wholly eliminated and the method of applying power will be so perfected that there will be absolutely no such thing as lost power the roads will be prepared especially for cycles the grades being very slight and in fact sufficient to provide proper drainage the surface will be hard and smooth the outer edge of all curves being raised as on a track the roads will be kept clean as by that time the horse will be found only in zoological gardens the improvement in the rider will be equally marked from the continued and increasing use of the wheel a race of people will be evolved that will take to cycling as readily as a foreign immigrant does to politics taking all these things into consideration we may expect an average speed of thirty miles an hour on the road and sixty miles on the track the use of the machine will be universal children will be taught to ride as they are now taught to walk the suburbs of our great cities will extend from sixty to a hundred miles in every direction all patents will have expired and such large quantities of bicycles will be manufactured that the cost will be nominal and within the reach of all there will be no more crowded tenement houses the artisan who will work only four hours a day will live with his family in a cosy little home in the suburbs where he can see the sunshine and breathe the fresh air the use of the wheel will have so improved the stamina and physique of the race that the only cause of death will be old age and accidents 
railroads will be used for the transportation of freight only every individual will own a bicycle those intended for long-distance travel will be run by small but powerful storage batteries which may be charged at automatic electric stations by connecting the battery to a dynamo and dropping a coin of small value in a slot with machines of this character it will be possible to attain a speed of one hundred fifty miles an hour and to overcome the wind pressure they will be fitted with wedge-shaped windshields made of some tough yet transparent substance the bicycle will not be used in war for the simple reason that as dyspepsia will be unknown everybody will feel so well and be so good-humoured and disinclined to quarrel that there will be no one to go to war End, quote. End of chapter two historical from cycling by william norrie robertson recording by tricia g